All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, so many questions about this. We're going to be speaking with Sam Cooper about it later, but what happened on the political side of this whole money laundering case? Well, David Eby came into office, um, basically uh, expressed the view many times uh, before he became Attorney General and after that the failure to prosecute money laundering in British Columbia was a result of a failure of political will. The previous BC Liberal government turned a blind eye to the evidence of money laundering. They discouraged uh, lottery corporation uh, casinos from cracking down on money laundering. And there was an insinuation in what he said that the previous liberals were corrupt, that they just, as I say, turned a blind eye. And by George, David Eby wasn't going to let that happen. So he inherited, when he came into office, Simi, a massive investigation that had been going on uh, since 2015 into money laundering. And the RCMP assembled a huge amount of evidence, they thought, the RCMP thought when they concluded they had evidence to lay half dozen charges. They produced hmm, 42,000 documents. They seized 90, 90 cell phones and smartphones. They compiled 2 million communications, many of them in Mandarin Chinese, and they thought they had come up with enough evidence to lead to convictions of um, involving millions of dollars in money laundering. So everything that EB said needed to happen is there. Unfortunately for David EB, when the prosecutors looked at it, Crown prosecutors, they said the evidence is not strong enough to warrant laying charges because the long-standing test in British Columbia is you lay charges when there's a substantial likelihood of conviction. You don't just go fishing for a conviction. You don't waste the court's time and public resources on prosecutions that are not going to succeed. So that's where we are up to, uh, Simi, the fall of 2021. Massive investigation going on for years, a lot of evidence, police say lay charges, millions of dollars, and the prosecutors say, nope, we just don't think we can get a conviction on this stuff. And what happens next? David Eby wouldn't stand for it. By God, he was going to prove that it was a lack of political will that uh, because that was his whole case, right? It wasn't that money laundering is hard to prosecute and complicated, and uh, you need have, you need to prove the money is is a proceeds of crime, not just that it's being moved. So he did something extraordinary, Simi. In November 2021, he ordered the prosecution service, using his powers as attorney general, to find an outside lawyer, hand all of the case to him, because. It was, in David Eby's view, in the public interest that charges be laid in cases of money laundering. And this was the biggest example we had of an investigation. 
So um, he ordered the prosecution service to find an outside lawyer who would go over all this and, E.B. hoped, go ahead with the charges. And it didn't quite work out that way. It certainly didn't work out that way. Yesterday, while E.B. was meeting with the Prime Minister, the Prosecution Service put out a statement, uh, and it runs 15 pages, so I think people... They want to know all the reasons why this thing failed. Uh, they might want to read that. It's on, posted publicly on the Prosecution Service website. But the lawyer who was hired, very respected lawyer here in Victoria, Chris Considine, very experienced counsel, uh, spent a year going over everything, went back over it all, interviewed the investigators, looked at the mountain of evidence, and he reached the same conclusion, that there was no substantial likelihood of conviction he <laughs> this is the, it's not nothing very funny about this but i guess this one is ironic he said you might be able to get a conviction for failure to take out a license to run a money service so not money laundering service but simply a service that provides transactions internationally and moves money around but that wasn't proof of money laundering. So you could get a, a licensing offense, but the law, and he says this, the law in Canada is simply not robust enough to make the case that this was money laundering. He said it would not be in the public interest to lay charges. In fact, contrary to what Evie thought, don't waste the court's time and money. If you want to fix this problem, fix the legislation. And, Simi, you will recall that that is pretty much what the public inquiry that E.B. ordered into this concluded as well, the Cullen inquiry. It's not political corruption that's the obstacle. It's not lack of political will. Our laws just aren't strong enough to track down and produce convictions for money laundering. But I would actually argue that there is a lack of political will because then those laws need to be changed and these are the people who change those laws. And if we that's, get frustrated by this, that's how we do that. And it's the federal criminal code. I mean, again, go back to the Cullen Inquiry report, which came out last June. Cullen did not come out with a report that blamed a whole bunch of B.C. liberals for political corruption the way E.B. hoped. He came out and made a whole bunch of recommendations for what Ottawa should be doing. If you want tougher laws on money laundering, that's federal. The federal government has got to make those changes in the criminal code. Provincial governments can't do that, which again uh, says Eby didn't get what he wants. The evidence, uh, sorry, the recommendations were there, mirrored by what Chris Considine said this week. And that's where the attention needs to come. I agree with you. If we want to stop money laundering in Canada, we're going to need tougher laws than we have. And it would have, again, you've now had prosecutors, a series of them, say, trying to prosecute this stuff under existing law, you're going to end up wasting a huge amount of the court's time. There's a, there's a problem with money laundering, right? And the, and the problem is this. Dollars that get moved around elect electronically around the world don't come with little tags on them that say this is ill-gotten gains from corrupt activity in China. I mean, China is not exactly an open book on this, and I'm saying China because that's where this evidence led. Uh, it's 
not going to be easy to get a conviction of money laundering just because you think it looks suspicious, which it certainly did in this case. Again, the prosecutor is saying suspicions aren't enough in this case. This is a very sophisticated activity, and you need much tougher laws to uh, get to the bottom of it. So I agree with you, Simi. It's a failure of political will, not here in British Columbia, in Ottawa. Exactly. Okay, so then what do we know what happens now? What did the Premier have to say about this yesterday? <clears throat> well, the Premier wasn't interviewed on this uh, yesterday because, as I said, he was doing an event with the with the, the Prime Minister, but the Attorney General, the new one, Nikki Sharma, came out and spoke to reporters, and she said a couple of things. Obviously, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, this was, this was all preceded in good faith. Uh, Considine, the special prosecutor, says he doesn't fault the investigators. They do diligence unbelievable what they did to gather here and she said there are other options one of them is uh, the province's options are in provincial legislation so you can get these orders to seize assets so that's still an option in this case and the province is going to pursue that and the other option is to redouble efforts to persuade the federal government to take money laundering seriously the the you know that the Cullen Report is very good on Ottawa's failings on this. But you know, Ottawa's attitude, Simi, is, well, this is a provincial government. They don't have any authority over us. So they haven't really acted, near as I can tell, and Sam Cooper may know differently, but my impression is the federal government hasn't even formally responded to the recommendations of the Cullen Commission because it's a provincial inquiry, and how dare this province out on the West Coast and this judge out on the West Coast tell us what we should do about money laundering. Do you think this increases that pressure? Like, is this the end of this? You know, I hope so. I I think, you know, the one thing that comes out in Considine's report is that it would be a tragedy to go ahead with the first serious prosecution of money laundering in the country and have the whole thing fail because of the failures of legislation and regulatory authority at the federal level. So I agree with with that view that it it could be worse they could have gone ahead on this thing and failed but you know if we really want to get serious about cracking down on money laundering in Canada we need to look at what's done in jurisdictions around the world where there are successful prosecutions adopt their legislation and get going on it so the next time there's a big investigation like this that comes along uh, we've got a much better chance of actually securing convictions which would make us less than easy pickings for the very sophisticated activity of money laundering around the world. Mm, all right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Sim. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.